In today's episode of Men's Bible Study, Dr. Justin Hillhouse continues in our series entitled Summertime Blockbusters. Dr. Hillhouse teaches us that real men do in fact cry and talks about Jesus being acquainted with grief. Now let's hear from Justin Hillhouse. Good morning. How's everybody doing this morning? All right. Very good. If you have your copy of God's Word, please open it up, turn it on. We are in John chapter 11. John chapter 11. And we are in a current series, and we're ending that, this series today uh, called Summer Blockbusters. And we've just been going through and hitting uh, certain uh, passages that a lot of people uh, know or might have heard or quoted. And, so, and we've just been kind of unpacking those passages those scriptures over the past couple weeks and so we're going to end today uh, our series on kind of an interesting note and and I'll be honest with you I really did, did not know how to open or close our teaching time today okay I really didn't know how to open or close our teaching time today and so the opening is going to be a little rough the closing is going to be a little rough but the in-between part I think I hope I pray is going to be Okay, all right, but I'm just going to kind of throw this question out here real quick But is there any movie that you guys have seen that makes you cry? Shrek, Shrek? That was your same answer like three weeks ago What is wrong with you? Okay. <laughs> what else? What else? What is there a movie that's made you cry? The Dirty Dozen? Oh, come on Come on, huh? Say it. Okay, Ryan's song. I've never said, huh? Love story. Love story? Okay. Is that a rom com? No. Okay, all right, I'm just making sure. Anybody else? Huh? The Notebook? That's a girly movie, man. I don't, no, no more explanation. You get no explanation. All right. Yeah. Hey, there, <laughs> there are 10 movies that will make any guy cry, all right? Here are the top 10, okay? And this is in no order, but Rudy, all right? Y'all seen Rudy? Okay, there's Rudy. There's The Passion of the Christ, okay? Schindler's List. That one's tough at the very end, you know, where he, like, takes off his ring, and he's like, this ring could save 10 more people. I mean, wow, just gut-ridging. Uh, then you have Braveheart, Okay. Braveheart at the end where he's getting disemboweled and he goes, Ah, freedom! He's like, yeah! You know, uh, there's E.T., all right? E.T. Hey, listen, this is just a list. This is just from Google, okay? Don't, don't blame me, all right? Uh, the Green Mile. We Were Soldiers. Glory, okay? That's a good one. Glory. Uh, Saving Private Ryan. And the ever-classic Old Yeller, Okay? How many of you have not seen Old Yeller? All right. Some of you, some of you younger guys here. Okay. You need to see that movie. Uh, those will all make you cry. And, and guys, let's be honest. Crying is not necessarily a bad thing. It's an expression. Research shows that we as humans, we are hardwired to cry. As a matter of fact, we are the only beings on earth that shed emotional tears with the possible exception of elephants and gorillas, but that has not been proven yet. And guys, just to understand that there are, there are three types of tears that we produce. The first type of tear is called a basal tear. And this is a, a, 
uh, a tear that is in our eyes constantly. It's what lubricates our eyes. It's what keeps it uh, 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 nice and, and fresh, okay, and keeps us basically from going blind, okay, because it constantly lubricates our eyes. Then there's what's known as the reflex tear, okay, and that's when you like get uh, something in your eye, and you know you kind of gotta you, you kind of gotta blink a lot, and your eyes tear up to try and flush that foreign object out of your eye. And then there is a third tear, and that's called an emotional tear. And that tear begins actually in the brain, and it triggers something in your brain that causes you to be sad, and then that goes to your eyes, and then you begin to cry. And one of the interesting things is if you notice, if you ever cry, if somebody ever cries, you notice that they get a runny nose. It's because um, our... Uh, eye ducts, they uh, dump excess tears into our nasal cavity, okay? And that's why anytime you see like a lady crying or a guy crying, and they're over there and they're crying, they're like, and they're, you know, they have a runny nose, it's because that's where all those extra tears that they're producing uh, are going. And uh, yeah, that's how you get a, uh, a runny nose. Now, I'm going to tell you this, and I'm going to be honest, guys talking about crying is not uh, really a subject I, I think that we're comfortable about. I, I'll, I'll be honest with you. When I kind of chose this passage and began to, to really study it, I was going, man, what are we, what are we doing? But I, I was thinking back to earlier uh, this week, Sunday morning, Pastor mentioned this in, in his series, I'm Not Okay. Is He said, hey, listen, emotions are not to control us. Our emotions are not to control us. However, our emotions are a part of our lives. Okay? They are a part of our lives. And when you look at Solomon chapter, uh, or in Solomon, he writes in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, he says that there is a time for us to weep. There's a time for us to cry. And so why are we talking about crying right now? Well, because we're talking about this blockbuster verse that many of you can quote in here, and even if you've not been in church, you can probably quote it. It's the shortest verse in the Bible in English. Okay, let me qualify that. It's the shortest verse in the Bible in English. Many of you have heard it. You've probably memorized it. But in the context of John chapter 11, what happened is, is that one of Jesus' friends, Lazarus, died. And so Jesus shows up and we get that famous verse is what? I don't even have to read it. What does it say? Jesus wept. Jesus wept. And so Lazarus dies. Jesus shows up. He goes to the family. He goes to the graveside. And through deep emotions, he expresses his grief for his friend. And Scripture says in John chapter 11, verse 35, Jesus wept. Now, there are different theories on the reasons why Jesus actually cried during that time. The first theory is this, is that some say Jesus wept because he wanted to show emotion. He just wanted to show people that he, he had the capacity to cry. But there's, there's a problem with that theory. And the problem is this, is that if Jesus just showed up just to show people that he could cry without necessarily being sad, then that's being deceptive, is it not? And if Jesus is being deceptive just in His sheer emotion for somebody, then what else did He deceive us about? 
probably not a good theory. But then there's another theory. The second theory that some people think that when Jesus showed up and he cried is that he knew, because if you read after Jesus raised Lazarus from the grave, a group of men got together and they said, hey, let's, let's finally, let's take Jesus out. And so there is a theory out there that says that, well, Jesus cried because he was looking into the future and he knew the moment he raised Lazarus from the grave, it would set into motion, it would set the wheels in motion for his end on earth to come. In other words, Passover was just right around the corner. And so the moment Lazarus was called out from the grave, it would set things in motion for Jesus to go to the cross. And he was troubled by that. And so it caused him to have, uh, uh, caused him to cry, caused him to get emotional about it. But I don't really buy into that theory. I, when you look in the context of this famous verse, Jesus wept, we see this in John chapter 11, verses 32 through 34. It says this, when Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews had come along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. Where have you laid him? He asked. Come and see, Lord, they replied. Jesus wept. Though this is a simple verse, this small two-word verse in our English language, Jesus wept, reveals great character about the God we serve and the Jesus that we follow. It also reveals to us His care and His attitude towards His creation. And so from this verse, we get two thoughts. We get two thoughts from this verse. The first thought is this. Jesus is acquainted with grief. Jesus is acquainted with grief. Look there in verse 35. Jesus wept. What's fascinating in Scripture is that we don't see Jesus laugh. We don't hear or read of any jokes that He told, but I believe Jesus was a funny guy. I believe God intentionally left out all the jokes that He had. But if you know, you see Jesus, he's always around a crowd, okay? And Jesus gets invited to a lot of parties. He gets invited to a lot of weddings. Just think about it. He hung out with 12 dudes all the time. There's got to be something funny always going on between those 12 guys. You know what I love about showing up here on Tuesday morning? Show up here on Tuesday morning, guys get together, we start razzing each other, we start poking fun at each other. When Jesus hung out with people, there were good times happening. Okay? So it's not like Jesus was just always walking around all somber. He was always in a crowd. Can you imagine sitting underneath Jesus' teaching? I'm sure there was some wisecrack made while he was talking that would make the crowd laugh. He ate at the table of sinners. Jesus was just around a lot of people. But however, it's not laughter that shows our humanity. What shows our humanity is grief and tears when they are shed. 
The prophet Isaiah prophesied about the Savior, prophesied about Jesus. In Isaiah 53, verse 3 through 5, he says this. He says, He was despised and forsaken of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. Just make a note of that word there, acquainted. And like one from whom men hid their face, he was despised, and we did not esteem him. Surely our griefs he himself bore, and our sorrows he carried. Yet we ourselves esteemed him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was pierced through, though for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The chastising of our well-being fell upon him. And by his scourging, we are healed. Jesus was acquainted with grief. That word acquainted there in the Hebrew, it means, get this, to have extensive firsthand knowledge or experience. To have extensive firsthand knowledge and experience. It was predicted that our Savior would know and understand and experience grief. He would feel it deep down in his heart and in his soul. The experience of losing a loved one, going through a tough time or whatever causes you grief right now, Jesus knows what it feels like. He can relate to what you are going through right here and right now. You know, Jesus just didn't weep for his friend there in the graveyard. When you look in uh, Luke chapter 19, verses 41 through 42, Jesus is coming into Jerusalem there on Palm Sunday. And it says this, When he approached Jerusalem, he saw the city and he wept over it. He looked at the city and he broke down and began to cry. And he said, saying, If you had known in this day, even you, the things which make for peace, but now they have been hidden from your eyes. Probably he was coming down there from the Mount of Olives and he was able to see there across the valley there into Jerusalem and to see all those stately buildings and to see all those people and it affected his heart. And his heart began to affect his eyes. And then his eyes affected his heart again. Jesus had a tender and a sensitive spirit. You know, the mark of a man is not whether or not he cries. It's whether or not he grieves. And Jesus obviously grieved. Crying is just simply an expression. Author uh, Edgar Jackson pointedly uh, described grief as this. Grief is a young widow trying to raise her three children alone. Grief is a man so filled with shock and uncertainty and confusion that he strikes out at the nearest person. That sounds like some of us. Jesus was so filled with grief at the moment that he cried because of the emotion and the pain that others were going through. It affected him. He was Pastor, sensitive can... enough to feel that and to sense that and to cry alongside him. You know, one of the toughest funerals I ever did, I've ever done, and I've buried family members, I've buried teenagers, I've buried children 
But the toughest funeral I've ever done was uh, a mom that had uh, triplets. And it was during a childbirth that she lost all three. She lost all three triplets. And I show up there, and I don't know them. And I show up there, and there's the mom, there's the dad, there's family, and there's friends. And they are wailing. And I walk up, and I just take a big swallow, and I just push every emotion I have down deep into my stomach. And I walk up, and I look down, and there are three little caskets sitting there. And it was everything that I could do to keep things together. And I mean, everyone there is crying. The funeral director is crying. And I can't help it. And there's a part of me that I during the service, and it is a short service, but during that time, there's tears running down my face as I am talking. So broken hearted, full of grief. And it was all that grief that they were experiencing and that they were going through. I began to absorb and to feel. And we see here Jesus. He sees People that he knows and people that he loves, and their hearts are grieving. And he sees and he feels their pain, and he cries right alongside with them. Why? Because scripture says that his heart is troubled and he's deeply grieved. Jesus can identify with us, men, and he knows what we're going through, he's experienced it. You imagine Jesus hanging on the cross? being rejected by His heavenly Father? What does He cry out? Father, why have You forsaken Me? Being completely and totally drained. Jesus knows what grief is. And this leads us to our second thought, which is this. Grief and sorrow are expressions of compassion and love. Grief and sorrow are expressions of compassion and love. If you look there in verse 33... It says this, when Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews had come alongside her also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. Matthew Henry wrote this, tears of compassion will become Christians and make them most to resemble Christ. It is a relief to those who are in sorrow to have their friends sympathize with them, especially such a friend as their Lord Jesus. In Matthew chapter 9, verse 36, we see over and over in Scripture that Jesus looked at people and He had compassion for them. When He saw people, His heart broke. In Matthew 9, 36, it says this, seeing the people, He felt compassion for them because they were distressed and dispirited like sheep without a shepherd. This is also stated in Mark 6, verse 34. You see, Jesus was not a calloused man. Jesus was not a pull yourself up by your bootstraps kind of guy. Oh, you know, huh, rub some dirt on it. You'll be all right. Jesus wasn't like that. And for us today, here in this room, I, I guarantee you, this is not a subject that we as guys really talk about. We don't stand around, sit around, talk about crying. Hey man, have you had a good cry lately? Dude, we don't talk about that. There's no way. Uh-uh. 
Yeah, guys, I'm going to tell you this right now. There's some stuff that you're going through that your heart is absolutely crushed. Your heart is crushed. You are grieving. And you might just need a little compassion. And I'm not talking like we stand around and hold hands and sing kumbaya. But what I am saying is that, man, you, you need some help. You need some guidance. You finally figured it out that, that you can't make it. And you don't know what to do. Look, look there, Jesus said, man, he looked out at the people and he had compassion on them. Because, man, they were without a shepherd. They didn't know where to go. They didn't know what to do. And it breaks Jesus' heart. We see in Scripture that Jesus heals out, out of compassion. The hurt and the pain and the suffering. Jesus understands that as well. In Mark chapter 1, verse 41, it says, Moved with compassion, Jesus stretched out His hand and touched Him and said, I am willing, be cleansed. Out of compassion, Jesus Healed. Mark chapter 8, verse 2. I feel compassion for the people because they have remained with me now for three days and they have nothing to eat. Jesus had been preaching and teaching for three days. People had been following him. He looked out across the people and said, Man, there are needs there that people have. And he had compassion over him. Jesus shares in our pain. He cries with us, he cries for us. Because He has such great compassion for us. And why does He have that compassion for us? Because He loves us. Because He cares for us. And because Jesus has that great compassion for us, because He loves us, because He cares for us, we can cry out to Him when we need it. Psalm 34, 17, the righteous cry out, and the Lord hears them. He delivers them from all their troubles. Psalm 18, verse 6, in my distress, I called to the Lord. I cried to my God for help, and from His temple He heard my voice. My cry came before Him into His ears. As I said at the very beginning, I didn't know how to start this morning, and I don't know how to end. So this is how we're going to end. For some of you here in this room, you're being crushed. You don't know where to go. You don't know where to turn. There might be something going on in your family that you're struggling with. It could be your spouse. It could be a child. It could be some family member that could be in the hospital. It could be your job. It could be... Some friends, it could be your bank account. I don't know what is crushing you, but for some of you here in this room, you are grieved. And you don't know what to do. And you're struggling. For some of you in here, there is a sin that is eating your lunch right now. And you... You're kind of sitting there going, man, I have no clue what to do. I have no clue how to deal with this thing. And, and it is going to harm me if I don't address it and I don't do something about it. And I don't know where to go. I don't know where to turn. I just simply don't know what to do. There just might be something you need to get off your chest. 
Guys, today, you might need a Savior. You're sitting there and you finally figured out there's no way I can save myself. Who can I turn to? His name is Jesus Christ. And so as we close out today, I just want to encourage you. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, come talk to me. Talk to Justin the, the Taller. Talk to Sloan's. Talk to Pastor. We're here. We'd love to talk to you about salvation. Also today, if there's something that is crushing you, you may not be physically crying like Jesus was, but your heart could be grieved. And man, you need somebody to pray with. You just need somebody to talk to. Talk to one of the guys there at your table. Talk to me. Talk to Justin. The taller pastors here. Talk to Sloan's. We'd love to talk to you about that. I mean, Jesus took time to stop and to cry with people. Guys, we're here to stop and to cry with you. And I know this isn't the most popular subject, but guys, we got to talk about it. And that it is okay for a real man to cry. It's okay. For a real man to cry, I leave you with 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 6 through 7. And it says this Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, and he will lift you up in due time. And then look at verse 7. Cast all your anxiety on him, because he cares for you. Oh, that's a Cast everything you got on him. Why? Because, man, he cares for you. Let's pray. God, we love you and we thank you for this day. God, we thank you for your son, Jesus, and sending him to this earth so that he might die on the cross for our sins. Father, I ask and pray, if there's a man here who does not know you, as uh, Lord Jesus, as their personal Savior, I pray that today is the day of salvation and they would turn to you. God, if there is somebody here today that's grieving, whose heart is breaking, that, Father, they are not crying on the outside, but they are crying on the inside. They are utterly devastated and crushed. God, I pray that they would turn to you and that, God, you would do something awesome in their life, that, God, you would put the pieces back together as only you can do. God, we love you. God, we thank you. And God, as we leave this place, may we be men of compassion and love to a lost and dying world. We love you, Lord, and we thank you. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thanks a lot, guys. Y'all have a great week. Next Tuesday morning, uh, free breakfast here, 6 a.m. Invite your friends. Thanks a lot. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Men's Bible Study. For more information about Cottonwood Creek Church, visit cottonwoodcreek.org. That's cottonwoodcreek.org.